Hi, it's Randy G. with the Holistic Health Hotline. It's Memorial Day weekend, and um, we're going to talk about a lot of different things today. I want to start out, though, with the cancer kid who's on the run. Um, we've all heard about that in the in the news, that he and his mother are uh, gone because doctors were going to force him. Well, actually, doctors said that he had to have chemotherapy. He had one chemotherapy treatment, said he wasn't going to do that anymore, and um, the court said that he had to, which is <clears throat> interesting in and of itself that we learn a lesson, don't we? I knew this, but maybe many didn't because I have emails that tell me that, that people are shocked that the court system in our country would force someone to get medical, the kind of medical care that they don't want. Well, learn the lesson because this is what they do and this is what they will do. They back up the medical establishment. And yet we have people like Billy Best, um, who has been on many of the news channels, who was diagnosed with cancer when he was 15 or 16 years old also, and he's quite quite older now. It's been 15 years. I think he was 16 years old. He's, he's like 30 now or something. Um, <clears throat> and he, he uh, also, he ran away from home. He didn't go with his mother, but he ran away from home and did it for different reasons. He, he did not want to have those kinds of things put in his body. Um, also religious, but not the kind of religion that the other kid has. Okay, He was born a Christian, and he wanted to put things in God's hands. Um, what we have going on now is more of a Native American kind of thing, that there is not a religion, as the news tells you. It's, it's uh, more a spiritual guidance that is driving this family to do what they're doing. And, you know, I'm on their side. If if my kid had cancer and then I told the doctors I didn't want to do chemotherapy, I'm sure that they'd try to force that on me and I would be long gone also. Um, I actually had an experience, not, not, not similar, I don't even want to compare to what's going on here, but, but um, I had to take a child was pushed and forced, actually, to take a child to the hospital on Christmas Eve um, because she was having trouble breathing and, and was considered asthmatic by doctors. And, and, you know, asthma can be a whole lot of different things. And I got her into the hospital, and, of course, they started taking all these tests and checking her blood oxygen levels, and they were quite low. She had no oxygen in her blood. Of course, she was also very hyper about Christmas, and that brings on asthma attacks. But she had been in a house where the fireplace was lit. I mean, it was up north. It's winter. Um, <clears throat> all kinds of things were going on. Lots of people uh, at a party, those kinds of things. Anyway, so a friend of mine went with me who also was quite spiritual in nature and um, and and scientific in many ways. I mean, she is and was and still is one of my favorite people in the world. But she came with me to the hospital and um, couldn't believe that I was fighting the doctors on all kinds of things. But the doctors came in and, and said, well, her blood oxygen level is low and we're going to keep her overnight. And then in front of her said, I guess you're spending Christmas with us, kid. And, of course, her blood oxygen levels went a lot lower. And I physically removed the doctor from the room. Well, that started... Um, quite a few things going on uh, where they called in security and then they called the police and and uh, they said that they were going to keep her and that I had no right to remove her, that they hadn't released her and I said I'm taking her home and she's spending Christmas Eve at home and I will watch her 
and she will get up in the morning and she will open her presents as she always has and and we got into it it was a huge thing and my friend who who has that scientific side to her kept saying you know you've got to do what the doctors say and I said I don't have to do anything that the doctors say eventually um, we were there quite a long time but eventually what happened was that the the physician who knew me and knew my philosophies and and um, knew this kid finally uh, they got a hold of him and he said you know let her let her go home um, that I would watch her and he he had total confidence in that so finally we did go home we pushed past the police and we got out of the hospital and you know and I will never forget the look on this child's face I think she was eight maybe and um, maybe six I don't even remember but but there she was they had put an oxygen mask on her and one lone tear was going down her cheek and there was no way as a parent that I was going to allow them even even you know and I have to say this that even if she had lost her life that night she was going to lose it at home. She was going to lose it under her conditions, which were seeing me and being home on Christmas Eve um, and hopefully waking up on Christmas morning. So, okay, so we took her home, and I put her to bed, and I sat on the floor all night long and watched her breathing and, and checked her respiration and checked her, her pulse. And It wasn't normal most of the night. <clears throat> About 4 or 5 in the morning, it's, uh, her uh, respiration did almost normalized and at seven o'clock this little girl woke up and looked at me and looked around and got up and and almost staggered down the stairs to the christmas tree and was all excited and tried to open a couple presents and got exhausted but had this look on her face like i made it through the night and it was okay and she went back to bed for a few hours and got up and had christmas and was perfectly fine where if I had given in to the authorities, she would have been in the hospital probably for several days and missed Christmas and, and probably never would have forgotten that. Now, if I asked her today, she probably would not remember that that happened because all she remembers is Christmas. She loves Christmas. And she probably only remembers that she's always had Christmas. <clears throat> and, and that's what she should remember. That's the good part. So anyway, I would be doing exactly what this mother has done. I would take my child to a place where I knew I could be in more control of the natural things that could cure him. Now, Billy Best used something called Essiac, which uh, used to be really popular. This this got popular back in the 70s. Um, Essiac tea, I'm sure you've heard of it, E-S-S-I-A-C. And it was along with shiitake mushrooms and things like that. It became um, very well known as... as herbs that would cure cancer and many people started drinking SEAC tea when they had cancer and taking shiitake mushrooms and hoping that that would be the miracle cure and the reason that it became so popular is it came from a different country I think it was actually started in Canada and um and so we had a different country who was providing us with new herbs to treat our ills and and um, and cure cancer. Now the Essiac formulas did work for Billy Best, I think, um, and I think they would admit that they it, 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 that was quite a long time ago, and that now they may do things differently. That they might still take Essiac and. Um, and uh, get rid of toxins, some, you know, in, in many of those same ways. But they would also do other things. <clears throat> and I've checked a little bit into their background, and I know that they they believe in the herbs, um, and vitamin C, and and different things like that. But they still don't talk about uh, getting 
non-acidic, getting more alkaline, which um, which uh, it ties into swine flu also, by the way, so that you know. Um, so if I was in contact with this other kid, one of the first things I'd tell the mother is he's got Hodgkin's lymphoma, go into water that is not... Um, acidic and start pulling the acids from the body especially because he had one chemotherapy treatment I mean that's total acid I mean that's just destroys the liver and every cell in your body and um, and your poor immune system just you know disintegrates underneath those acidic conditions and that's why uh, people don't get cured from chemotherapy and um, and radiation you can't make the body more acidic and hope that it's going to make it through what you need to do if you have someone in your life who has cancer and if if any parents are listening to me who know other kids who might have cancer is start putting them into bathtubs um if you can get good water try to get good water safe water and I'm not going to go into that again you've read it in the books and you've seen it on the website and you've heard all of the other podcasts um, about water but our water is toxic and our body's skin absorbs those toxicities quicker those toxins quicker than than we can absorb them from drinking water so try to find good water. If you can't, if you don't have good water at your house, find somebody who does and ask or rent their bathtub or whatever you, you can do. Um, if you can't do that, then at least go get bottled water, good bottled water, not um, the stuff made in France. Uh, and it's going to cost you some money, but fill up the bathtub with that water instead of the toxic water that you have in your, in your tap water. And then put a couple of... Um, cups of baking soda in that water and and sit your kid in that water for 20 minutes to a half an hour at a time three four five six seven times a day read you know tell stories play games get one of those things that goes across the bathtub and um cover up their private parts so they don't feel you know that you're intruding and all that kind of stuff and and just sit with them as they're in the bathtub and let the the acids get out of their body now that's not going to take care of everything but it's a start um, they're going to absorb the baking soda. The baking soda is going to absorb the acids the same way it absorbs the acidic odors in your refrigerator. They use, um, used to use, I don't know if they do anymore, baking soda baths for, for women who are pregnant. And I think I said this um, either the last podcast or before. So first you get uh, as, as alkaline as you can. So if we're going to do that, then, then we have to also drink water. And you have to get drinking water that is not toxic it's amazing to me that with all this swine flu going on that nobody has looked at it um as a terrorist thing and i don't want to sound conspiratorial but interesting that first the very first thing that happened prior to the swine flu outbreak was a whole school in new york city that got sick from from drinking bottled water if i was a terrorist i would experiment with something like that (laughs) And then the fact that this came out of Mexico when um, the the president was going to be visiting Mexico and South America, and all of a sudden we have swine flu up here. So uh, it's just interesting how these things happen. And the water is... Is uh, it, the, before anybody says anything to me anymore. I used to wait to ask the questions about water. And now I don't even hesitate. The very first thing I ask people is what they're drinking and what they're bathing in. And I would say more than 90% of the time that, that 
um, they're drinking tap water or bottled water and bathing in tap water. And until people change that, most of the other things that you try to do to get yourself well are not going to work. Or you're going to fight a losing battle. And it will catch up to you eventually. I know with the economy the way it is now, everybody's saying there's no way <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> that I can afford a good water system for my house. Well, you can at least take some steps. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm not pushing any products on, on my website but for water, but you can... Uh, uh, get a pure filter for the shower and when you do take baths use the shower to fill up the bathtub instead of the, the tap and at least get rid of some of the chlorine and a few of the more than 700 chemicals that are in the water now those are going to cost you about 59 to 79 dollars for a shower tap and put one on the sink so that you're, you're drinking water that's not too full of chemicals um and you can get bottled water, and I know now it's expensive, and with the present economy, people are getting rid of the bottled water idea and going to other things or drinking tap water, and that will affect our health. I mean, with all the stress that's going on with people to begin with, the worries that they have because they don't know how to put all of this into God's hands and and, and allow the process to happen, um, that makes your body very acidic to begin with. And, you know, not sleeping, that causes more acids. And now we're going to stop drinking good water because we can't afford it. So, you know, a year from now, even if things start to recover financially in, our, in, our, in a global way, you'll see people needing health care more because they have run their bodies into the ground with all the stress and the worries that they have and, and the acidic conditions that they've caused because of that. More uh, McDonald's is making billions of dollars because people are now going back to McDonald's instead of the higher class quote unquote places that serve salads and, and um non-acidic foods and so that's going to catch up to everybody it's going to catch up to the kids too so that more and more kids will have more and more diseases and ills because we can't afford to keep them well so it's back to the health care problem of who's taking control of your health and your family's health is it you the government the doctors who is it and who it should be is you first that you come first and your kids come first your spouses come first and and you need to start looking at your own health and your kids health and use my books use the books book two goes into children's health from from pre-birth to 21 and then in senior health we have that problem too you know social security and medicare are destroyed there and they won't be around for the baby boomers um, like me who five or six or seven years from now are going to be trying to get Social Security that we paid into for 45 years. <clears throat> they won't be there, and Medicare won't be there. This universal health care will be there. Well, if, if, if you've, you've never been in the military, you, you have never probably really experienced um, socialized medicine. But um, I was in the military, and of course, now that I'm 59, going on 160, um, I have to get myself reaffiliated with the Veterans Administration so that if something did happen to me and nobody was around who knew how to naturally take care of me, if I was hit by a drunk driver or, you know, um, bitten by a snake out here or whatever, and they had to take me to a, <coughs> a hospital, they have to know that they should take me to the Veterans Hospital because it's free to me, basically. And... Um, uh, and they have my medical records from when I was in the service and things like that. So I've had to recheck into that. Well, 
I had to order my medical records from 1969 and 70 when I was paralyzed. And I did that several months ago. They still can't find them. So, you know, no medical records yet. In fact, I got an email back yesterday or the day before from the Veterans Administration saying, we have received your email requesting the status of your request, uh, uh, stating the status of your request for your medical records. Please check back again July 31st, two months from so if I was in some kind of very big need for these medical records, forget it. I wouldn't get them. And that means that you stand in line and wait another eight weeks to go see a doctor or whatever, um, unless you're bleeding. And then you get you know outpatient care until they can assign a doctor to you. So if you've never done those kinds of things, dealt with the bureaucracy of the government, you have no idea what we're getting into here. Because it, it's... It, um, it's a good thing I know how to do things for myself to keep going when 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 I do have a problem or somebody does hurt me or whatever, because there's no way that I could get help anywhere else, not through not through the government agencies anyway. So okay, back to the cancer stuff. Besides the water, um, your intestinal tract is. Most people will tell you that your spleen is really your immune system because of the functions that it has with um, with your blood. However, it's only a part of your immune system. I would say that the major part of your immune system is your intestinal tract. That's that big, long, long, miles-long bunch of stuff that's in the center of your gut, um, the small intestine, the large intestine, and it takes care of all the toxic materials that we eat and drink and even inhale, as does the liver and, and your lungs. So what do you need to do for those? You need to, number one, get rid of the sludge that's in the intestinal tract. and that Don't do massive cleanses because you will get sick. If you're toxic and you start doing massive cleansing, you'll feel like you're going to die because your body will immediately sense that you're trying to clean out this stuff and it'll try to clean it out all at once. Um, it, it's too fast and too much. So you, you really need to be ready to cleanse. You have to be strong enough to cleanse. But you can do light cleansing. You know, it's like, it's like if you went into a house that hadn't been cleaned for years, you wouldn't try to clean it all in the first hour. You'd have to pick and choose, like get rid of the first clutter. And then once you start moving, get that clutter out, you start moving things around and you see that there's more junk behind there and that there's dirt piles behind that and... And uh, blah, blah, blah. You go on and on and on. Um, but so you want to do some light cleansing and clean out that intestinal tract, the colon, um, but the whole tract, and start feeding it probiotics. Now, what's the main um, uh, medication that, of course, actually kills people so many times in hospitals because they, they treat people the wrong way with this medication, but it's antibiotics. Okay, antibiotics, antibiotics. So what do you want to take for your body to promote health rather than kill something that's bothering your health? You want to take a probiotic, not anti, but probiotic. That's things like acidophilus. <clears throat> you want to make sure that you have in your system the army to fight off whatever's trying to attack you. So you're getting alkaline and you're taking probiotics. Those are the first two things you do. Then you're going to take aloe and you're going to get rid of the inflammation because the body has been acidic. It's been filled with toxins. If you've gone through chemotherapy or radiation, it's been uh, burned. And you need aloe vera to 
um, which is natural to get rid of the inflammation that it has caused not only in your throat and your stomach but in your intestines in your in your um, respiratory system in your circulatory system and right down to your cells you're also going to want to look at essential oils you're going to want to look at ginger red the highest antioxidant um, in the world made from from um, uh, whatever I forgot wolfberries <laughs> Um, don't look at some of these other things that are MLME out there, um, you know, the super juices and stuff, because you want to be careful with things that are only uh, juices, because especially if they're citrus in nature, because fruit juices actually stir up acids. Vegetable juices build and fruit juices cleanse. So when you're eating fruit, you eat it in the morning. When you eat your vegetables, you eat them in late afternoon or evening. That's how you keep your body in balance. You don't drink fruit juice all day or have fruit juice in the morning and fruits and then have a sandwich and then in the afternoon have a vegetable and then at night drink some more fruit juice because you're going to stir up all the acids. That's not a good thing to do. Um, as a matter of fact, if you do that, you'll probably be up half the night and you won't know why. You won't get a good night's sleep because your body thinks that it's supposed to be cleansing and awake and pushing all these things out and it's not. What you do before you go to bed is you drink good water because that's alkalizing, um, it's calming, it's cleansing and then in the morning when you release that water you're actually releasing more toxins through your kidneys than anywhere else which is where you usually release most of your toxins and you get rid of the toxic buildup that has been there all night long. So you, you are getting alkaline, you're getting good water, you're using probiotics and aloe vera. Then you can start adding the other things that you may need for your particular kind of cancer, um, for your age, for your history, for your background. You, you know, you should have a good multi-mineral vitamin, but you have to be careful. If you start taking singular vitamins, like, you know, I want vitamin, extra vitamin E, well, you know, you can hurt yourself if you don't know what you're doing. If you take too much vitamin C, which everybody knows is a, a good cancer fighter, um, if you take too much, you're going to flush everything out of your, um, your bowels out of your intestines, which means that you're also flushing the good stuff out. So you don't want to be doing an acidic flush um, with vitamin C all the time. Um, this is like anything else when you're cleansing and building. You don't want to scrub one spot too long because you'll wear right through that spot to something else and, and cause more problems. So you need to know what you're doing. But the basics are easy. You know, line up your body, do your stretches so that your, your spine is working, drink your water, get alkaline, use the probiotics, get the antioxidants like Ninja Red and the essential oils and start taking those and, and then use the specific things like SEAC and, and, um, check on vitamin E. Anything that is uh, vitamin A and vitamin E you have to be a little careful of because um, they're fat soluble, which means first of all you have to have some fats in your diet for them to work, but um, they also get stored in the liver and will change things in your body and then if you happen to quit them because you went in the hospital or you decided that you were well and you quit them, you, you can cause drastic changes in your body that aren't good, so you have to be careful of, of those. Uh, but that's, okay, so, you know, that's what I would do if if this kid came to me. That's what we'll, we would be doing. Um, a lot of people, uh, you, you know, take garlic. Garlic is great. It's very cancer-fighting. It does fight cancer. That's why people used to wear it around their necks to fight off the evil um, spirits. Evil spirits were cancerous and... and uh, 
uh, bacterial and viral in nature. So they would wear garlic clothes. And then, of course, it became a, um, a witch thing. That only witches wore garlic because they knew people herbs and, and the natural things that came from herbs knew that garlic worked and of course it smells like crazy. My aunt used to eat raw garlic sandwiches and we loved her to death as little children would go running to the door when she would show up and if she had had a garlic sandwich of course we disappeared real quick and, and didn't spend any time with her and, and didn't know why she had to come to the door smelling like that but you can get garlic in all kinds of forms now where, where you don't have that problem. You want to make sure that your bowels are working, so you want you know some kind of good fiber in your diet to keep them cleaned out. Um, and then you can take you know the SEAC uh, uh, protocol if that's what you want to do, um, and check it out. I mean you have to you have to kind of listen to your body because SEAC is a detoxifier and a blood cleanser, but so is Golden Seal. So you don't have to spend millions of dollars getting things from Canada. You can get golden seal root and and do some of the same things. And then as you start getting better, of course, you have to rebuild um, what the cancer or the radiation or the chemotherapy has destroyed. So you have to start using, uh, you know, a good multivitamin um, and proteins and the B-complex to to repair the nervous system and things like that to get back on track. But it has to be a plan. It has to be something that is thought out and done right and done consistently. And con- the c- consistency is the big C word with cancer. To get rid of the C word cancer, you need to use consistency and, and, um, and have that plan of action that's based on a solid understanding of all the things that God gave us to get well. And that that can be Christian, that can be another religion. My take is always from a Native American perspective. And, And Native Americans believe that the Creator created things, all things, for us to use to stay well, get stronger, be spiritual, go deeper within ourselves, run faster, you know, um think harder, think deeper, all those things that, that are out there. And uh, I was trained in earth medicine when I was, before I was 14 years old. So up where I was brought up, um, we knew which things were for what. You know, the golden seal was a blood cleanser, that that burdocks and dandelions, burdock teas and um, burdock root and dandelion teas and dandelion omelets were wonderful for springtime cleansing. Um that if you were going to be participating in a sport that was outside on a hot day, that you didn't take Gatorade with you because you're changing the electrolytes in your body too much. What you did is you ate a half a banana at least in the morning, um, made sure that you had some good, solid vitamin C, maybe from strawberries in the spring or something like that, um, drank good water and then went and played soccer or baseball or, or whatever you're going to play in the hot sun and drank a lot of water while you were doing it so you didn't get dehydrated because dehydration causes an acidic condition and so then you would get sick, right? You don't want that. Okay, so um, that's what I would do about the cancer stuff and <clears throat> again... Book two of Forget the Cares, Find the Cause. If you have kids, you have friends who have kids, you have nieces, nephews, grandchildren, whatever, you need to get that book and read the chapters on children. Um, 
thoughts and let them understand what's going on with their bodies. Help them to see that they're, they're in charge of their health, not just you are in charge or the mother's not just in charge or whatever. Um, and, and, and experiment a little bit. You can. You can afford to. It's okay. Some things are perfect for some people and horrible for others. The basics are never bad for anyone. You know, an aligned spine and good water and breathing and stretching and good nutrition will not hurt anyone. It doesn't matter what condition or shape or age you are at. It doesn't matter. Um, those basic seven keys that are in book one will always work. Book two helps you a little, be more, a little more specific with, uh, with nutrition and diet and, um, supplements and understand why we have to quit listening to the propaganda and reading the papers and reading things on the internet and thinking that that's God's law, that that's, you know, that those things are true. Same thing with politics. You have to quit listening to the main news media. You know what I'd like everybody to do? I, I, um, I actually, uh, this movie was on and I, I TiVo'd it, DVR'd it so that some of my friends could see it, including Lori and Elsa, who are part of, of Earthwalk, because they hadn't seen it before. And it's, it was made in 1939. It's a Jimmy Stewart movie. If you remember what was going on in 1939, we were in the midst of, of terrible times right before World War II. It's actually almost absolutely the same things that are going on right now with power and corruption and greed and, and disaster financially and um, what's happening with politics, etc. But the, it's, it's called Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. I remember watching it as a kid. Um, I don't know how old I was. It was, you know, I was young. And when I got to Washington, I was ready to go to Washington. I wanted to be a senator. I wanted to be the president, you know, if I could be. But mostly a senator. I wanted to be part of that congressional body and and have the scruples, the honesty, the integrity that little Jimmy Stewart, who plays um, Jeff Smith, had. And and what you should really do is go rent that movie if you if you don't have it on on. Um, DVD or, or videotape probably. <clears throat> it's a black and white movie from Frank Capra. It's just like It's a Wonderful Life. You know, he did that. In fact, a lot of the same characters in this movie were in It's a Wonderful Life. But anyway, so we, we watched this film again. And from the very first moment that this, this film starts, you'll think that you're in 2009 because all the same crap is going on now. Um, but I'd really like everybody to go see it and, and, Un, and bring and take, make your kids see it. <laughs> make your kids sit down with you and say, you know, this isn't a long movie. It doesn't take that long. Some of it's a little funny. There's there's some comic relief always in the old black and white movies. There's always some stuff. There's kids in it. There's young boys in it mostly, um, because he's um, he's a, a boy, not like a boy scout leader, but a boys club leader, and and he gets chosen to go to Washington as a senator because everybody thinks that he'll just be a junior senator for eight weeks and not know anything and be the country bumpkin and they can get all of their bills passed and their undermined funding passed so that they could, you know, it's all graft and corruption, but he finds out about it because he wants a boys club there and so um, filibusters and, and you learn a lot and your kids will learn a lot and, and the main thing that, that kids need to see in this and if I had any young kids right now I may even make my old kids look at it I don't know um, <clears throat> but if I had any young kids right now I'd sit down with them and say watch this movie with me and then I'd talk to them about it you know they're going to laugh about it they're going to make fun of it they say oh you know whatever but they're going to learn what happens in Congress and how you can have a whole state 
um, in those days. You had a whole state where it, where the media, which was the newspapers and the radio, uh, mostly, were controlled by this this power guy, like George Soros, okay? And all he had to do was get on the phone and tell people, this is what I want in those papers, this is what I want you to print, want you to say, want you to cover, make sure you destroy the reputation of so-and-so and destroy this and do it now. And, and so here's poor Jeff Smith, Mr. Smith, Jimmy Stewart, filibustering and trying to get his word out to his state, and he finds out after being on the Senate floor for 20 hours that nobody has heard a thing in his state because the power brokers have made sure that they've changed what is in the newspapers. And now, if you don't think that the New York Times and, and MSNBC and CNBC and uh, NBC News, which are owned by General Electric, which is now going to make billions off cap-and-trade, all that stuff. If you don't think that those people are are not, um, are, if you don't believe that they are filtering what you need to hear, what they want you to hear, so that you'll do what they need you to do, then you need some help, because this has been going on for decades and decades and centuries, and um, and and they think we're too stupid to know it. So... If, if even if you disagree with me, or you know, I've lost a few um, uh, subscribers, but I've also gained a few on the other side. Uh, so I'm pretty even where I was a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. But <clears throat> if you disagree with me, that's fine. That's part of America. But go watch the film, just for the heck of it. I watch both sides of what's going on. You do it too. You know, it's a little mushy. They go to Washington and they actually. Look at things like the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and the Lincoln Memorial and um, and Thomas Jefferson and and this guy Jefferson uh, Jeff Smith actually I notice his name is Jeff Smith Jefferson Smith um, uh, Jimmy Stewart does a great job of of uh, expressing the passion that he has for being an American and understanding freedom. That freedom isn't just the freedom to speak, it's also the freedom to be heard. And, and we don't want those freedoms taken away. Um, it's the freedom to take care of your own body. It's the freedom to understand your health and your body and your life in a way that takes, it, takes that power away from the government. The government should not be telling you what you need to do with your body. I don't care what that means. I don't care if it has to do with, you know, with with abortions or um, or marriages or anything. This is not a government thing. This is you. This is the only life you have. This is the only body you will ever have. You chose to come here. You chose to be um, human. And if you are in America, you chose to be an American. And, and that gave you a responsibility because you were given a gift. So you have a responsibility to take that gift, do the best you can with it, do the best you can to love other people and help them be the best they can, and to be in charge of what's happening with it, not giving it away. Don't give it away to anybody. Don't give your health away to anybody. Don't give your work ethic away. Don't give your integrity away. Don't let yourself be bought out or co-opted by all the things that are going on now. And you're going you're gonna to be tempted. This is like our biggest test right now. If you're Christian, you understand that. If you're not Christian, but you, but you at least believe in God, you have a little different understanding. But we're being tested. Um, and that it's a big one. It's, this is a major exam. It's you know not just faith. You, faith is wonderful, and that's what you need. You need to give things up to God, but you also have to be the warriors. 
you know, you can't separate the warriors from the faithful and have um, and have life. It won't work. The warriors are important, which is what Memorial Day is all about. The warriors who fought for what we call freedom. And it's not just the freedom to carry a gun or the freedom to in in a public place or a uh, a park. It's the freedom to be an American, to pursue life and liberty, and to to keep pursuing that freedom so that you can gain happiness from being a free person. And they died for that. I'm a Marine, and Marines always say that they are Marines, they're not ex-Marines. I'm a Marine who served 1968 to 1971 in the United States Marine Corps. Um, I taught men how to fix radios. Wow, what a job, right? I was considered an electronic engineer. I taught men how to fix radios so that when they went to Vietnam and they were out in the swamps um, and their radio broke, they knew how to fix it so that their squads, their platoons could survive. And uh, and I didn't realize that the first you know, year or so I was in the service. I, I just knew I was learning electronics and learning how to do things and, and teaching people how to fix radios and never connected the dots and said, you're actually saving people's lives. Never knew that, you know, until until a couple of years later. Um, realized that I, I fulfilled a very special place in the Marine Corps to help save some other Marines. Maybe. Um, also lost a lot of friends during that time, so I am particularly um, touched by Memorial Day services and, and uh, Veterans Day things. And, and I have a lot of veterans who listen to me, So and, and a lot of people who aren't even veterans yet, they're still active duty, who are overseas. Know that you are, are that I honor you, that I, um, that I thank you, that you are remembered here well. I did have a negative experience last week. I had people, three girls, walk by my car, and on the front, my license plate on the front says Semper Fi, which is the Marine Corps kind of motto for always faithful. And um, they, one of them did a double take and looked at it, and then all three looked back, and then they spit on the ground. And if I didn't have my mother's dog, they would have had a piece of my mind, if not more. But it's the first time in many years that I've experienced that. When I came back from Vietnam, when I came back out of boot camp during the Vietnam days, I was um, suddenly all my friends from high school wouldn't speak to me because they had listened to the propaganda. They had read the newspapers that were on the wrong side of the parties that were involved and said, you must be a baby killer. So we don't want any part of you. Why would you wear that uniform? I wore the uniform because I love my country. I wore the uniform because I have an obligation to be part of what my country is involved in and be an American and at that time and it doesn't matter you know what ha- what you think about later at that time I said you know uh, I don't know exactly what we're fighting for in Vietnam I wasn't sure but I knew that if you're gonna if your country's gonna go to fight that you have an obligation to help them do that it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. I actually think that every kid in this country, man or woman, needs to go serve their country for at least a year so that you understand that you own this country, that you are this country. You can't be apathetic. You can't be lackadaisical about everything. You can't be lazy and expect the government to take care of you. They're not supposed to. The government is there to stop chaos among the people, but otherwise the country is made up of the people. 
Um, but anyway, so it's Memorial Day weekend, and everybody goes out and has hot dogs and hamburgers. But, re- you know, remember the real reason for this holiday. I'm actually shocked that it hasn't been um, removed yet as a holiday. <laughs> I heard today that a bunch of groups wrote to uh, the president and asked them, asked him not to um, lay a wreath near at the uh, the Confederate Memorial because that would promote racism and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So, you know, Confederates were actually more patriotic than the Union was. The reason that they wanted to secede from the Union was because of all the crap that was going on that was un-American to them. It had nothing to do with slaves. Slaves were secondary. It had nothing to do with Lincoln. Lincoln didn't even think about freeing the slaves until it became something that he could use. I mean, you know, there, there's just a whole lot of things that people don't understand. They haven't gotten the history. They haven't learned it. Anyway, for all of you people who are veterans or uh, lost somebody in any of the wars. Uh, my father and his, um, all of his brothers were in the army. All of my uncles on my mother's side um, were in the army. One of them joined when he was like 15 and lied about how old he was and fought in Korea. My brother and I were both Marines, um, so we've been around. But there is a there's a definition of a veteran, whether it's active duty, retired, National Guard, reserve, doesn't matter. A veteran is someone who at one point in his or her life wrote a blank check made payable to the United States of America for an amount of up to and including my life. That is an honor. And there are way too many people in this country who no longer understand that. So, um, you know, Sunday and Monday, well, actually every day, but specifically this weekend on Sunday and Monday, when you're having your hot dogs and hamburgers and able to have your parties, know that the reason that you are allowed to do that still is because you had the warriors out there who didn't say, just leave it up to God. They said, I'll go fight for you, and I'll do it for God and country. And if you thank them... You know, they'll be humble about it, most of them, um, and don't expect those things at all because you do it for God and for country. That's what you do it for. So uh, enjoy the weekend if you can and um, understand this cancer stuff. Get a hold of the books or whatever you else you need to get a hold of and spread the word. Go to earthwalk-usa.com. Come back here often. Um, explore the website. I actually have some photographs up there now. Look at the photo section because <clears throat> I got finally a hold of a good camera again after losing the other one in a flood and uh, had a box turtle in my backyard and, and things like that. So there's a photo page on there. It's kind of interesting to look at. Uh, anyway, go there and... Um, uh, read and spread the word and get the word out and email people and take charge of all of this stuff and get the Jimmy Stewart movie Mr. Smith Goes to Washington you'll, you'll enjoy it, it's a little break from everything else that's going on but it'll also make you and your kids think alright, this is Raina G thank you for listening